Everyone rapped with fake American accents. We were really young, hadn't quite found our feet yet. Um, it's hard to describe as work because I, I get to go to festivals over in the European summer and check out acts. I got a call saying would you like to audition to, to double Tom Hardy and Mad Max, so I said yeah, do you want me to send the tape over? And they said no, we want you on the plane tomorrow. Okay, on today's show we've got Jacob Tormuri. Uh, yes, question mark. But he is the stunt double for one of Hollywood's biggest stars, Tom Hardy. That's right. Um, ever wonder who picks the artists and the music to play Explore? Well, wonder no more. That man is John Minty. We also talked to Rodney P in the house, OWGG Styles, um, original London Posse member, and he talks to us about playing Explore coming up on New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. <laughs> We're on the, the lovely beach here at uh, Papakanga Regional Park here with John Minty. Uh, and John, can you just explain what your job is here? Explore. Kia ora, yeah. My, my job here, basically, I'm festival director, but my main uh, mission is to do all the music programming. And um, I program for five stages. So it's a combination of like DJs, live performances, uh, both local and international. Now, so you're responsible for the lineup, pretty much. I am. Yeah, it's something I I specialise in, and it's it's a labour of love. Um, it's hard to describe as work because I, I get to go to festivals over in the European summer and check out acts. So I really like to do a lot of research and um, see acts live overseas before I book them. Because a lot of um, acts have like a real buzz about them, you know, they get good reviews and, but you know, on live sometimes they can be very disappointing. So I like to be able to get acts which are great, but also deliver on stage. And that, that's a key element of Splores, just to have that element of theatre and drama on stage. How did you get a talent for this? For I mean, you have to be sort of balanced, pragmatic person, you can't be emotional. Um, but how do you, yeah, how did you get fall into the job? Well, I've always loved music, obviously, but um, I used to run um, Galatos Nightclub up in uh, Auckland from 98 through to about 2005. So as a club and venue owner, um, you know, I got to meet obviously a lot of the internationals that did showcases there, like Foo Fighters did a showcase there and Coldplay when they first started out. So I got very good connections with like the agents and the managers and musicians. So got an understanding of how that whole promotional industry sort of thing worked. So then I bought into Splore in 2005 and I used to go to Splore as a punter and loved it. So um, 2004 they had quite a bad year so I bailed them out and took a shareholding and that's how I got involved in Splore. So um, from that time on I put a bit of extra budget onto the um, artist and, and really up the profile in terms of like headliners for Splore in the following year in Tapapakunga here. Because you look kind of unassuming, which is probably a good thing. Um, but when it obviously comes to the lineup and some of the bands, people go, "Yeah, this has been great, great festival." Enjoyed Tanashi, enjoyed the correspondence, enjoyed Lunas. I mean, that's all pretty much you. How do you feel about it? What, what sort of feeling do you get from that? that that's the payback for me um, because I do a lot of work in terms of the programming, in terms of the choice of artists when I put them on stage, when they compliment other artists on other stages. So there's a lot of almost science that goes into it. But that happens a few months out from the festival so I almost like get buried in detail leading up to the festival and I almost forget about what I've done until I 
I'm here watching it. I'm going, that's that's why I did that. And, it, and when I see it work really well and I get a great crowd reaction, I go, yeah, sweet, got it right. Basically, people, you're, you're watching John Minty's playlists on the different stages. Pretty well. It's indulgent. I stay in the background and I, I, I love to sort of stand sort of close to the front and just see crowd reactions to an artist and then I go to the back as well and just see whether the artist is retaining a crowd and I do this overseas. Um, sometimes you see acts overseas and they have this big expectation, a big crowd and I st- often stand at the back and if they start losing the crowd in like 10-15 minutes I go, really? no you guys are not like holding it together. So these are all criteria that I look at before I book an act. So I'm relatively confident that I get nine out of time, nine out of ten times I get it right where I know even if it's an act that people don't necessarily know here, they're going to really um, exceed people's expectations. That's true. You've got your established acts, but you're probably also looking for emerging acts or ones that are just yeah. bubbling up. Yeah, and Explore's known for like new acts or acts that people haven't really heard of. No, they're not necessarily alternative or underground. They're just like great musicians that are not mainstream. And, um, you know, I've got three or four in mind for next year, and these are people I've seen at South by Southwest and, and, or in London at gigs, and I'm going, wow, you know, they will blow this crowd away. So I know my crowd quite well, and I know the sort of acts which will really impress them. And you can't really ask people and say, well, what, who would you like to see? Because people don't know about these people. So you've got the ability to introduce new acts like this to people. And then they become, people buzz about them and go, wow, they're amazing. Can you bring them back? So, you know, that's a good endorsement. And it's not also just overseas artists, but Kiwi artists as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a. it was fantastic to have Trinity Roots back here. Trinity Roots played early Splores, and we've had Warren back with Little Bushman, um, like, I think, Fat Freddy, Shapeshifter, Cora, uh, Trinity Roots, some of their first festival gigs were at Splore back in the day. So we like to keep that sort of uh, cop-upper going and, and having those guys back on site. Hey, brother, what you gonna do? Uh, Phoenix Foundation was a really good act to have back on um, because we haven't had them before and you get sort of a bit of feedback that you know, it'd be great if those guys played Splore. Uh, I'm really impressed with the Horry Buzz, um, Aaron Tokina's band just blew it away. They've, they've been here I think four years ago and very popular, very popular and just good driving local funk music. That's a great co-popper you got here. Music, surf, sun. I mean, it's a perfect combination for a, for a festival. Well, it's actually not. I don't really call it a music festival. It's an integrated music and arts festival because a, a big part of this is not only obviously the beautiful environment, uh, but it's also a lot of the artworks. We have 30 interactive artworks. We have like roving performers, uh, kids zones. So it's quite an integrated experience. And you have like a lot of moving image stuff going on. There's a very strong cultural element with local iwi involvement. So it's quite a, an encompassing experience for the weekend and it's just beautiful to see like a 7,000 people living in harmony for three days and quite often we get the feedback we get when they go back to the city on Monday is we just want to go back there, this is the way life should be. <laughs> uh, same for me, my first time here, I'm, I'm the same as well, deaf total believer. John Mitty, thanks very much for your time for joining us. Kia ora. Kia ora. Cheers. Hey folks, this is Ricky Warwick from Blackstar Writers and you're listening to New Zealand Entertainment Podcast.
You do look like Tom Hardy, and we're with Jacob, who's stunt double for uh, Tom Hardy himself. Hi, Jacob. How are you? Good. Very good, man. Um, how is it being the stunt double of a famous celebrity like Tom Hardy? Do you get any kudos as well? Um, yeah, well, my job is to do the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, so I don't really exist. But, uh, yeah, I do. I mean, uh, working with such a famous actor, you do get some kudos from it. Uh, what, what movies have you been lately of Tom Hardy's? Uh, we're working on The Revenant over in uh, Calgary at the moment in Canada. Uh, it's a Leonardo DiCaprio film. Um, yeah, it's going well. It's going well. We've got another kind of three months to go. Have you actually met Tom Hardy? See? Why were you playing this, this double? <laughs> or do they keep you in a separate caravan? I must say thank you very much to you a lot, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah he does. Yeah, no, I, I work uh, closely with him. He's a good friend of mine. We, uh, we love his show, The Piggy Blinders. He's in that as well uh, with Sam Neill. Yeah. Um, but we understand you've also been in the Mad Max movie as well. That's right, yeah. Awesome. How was, how was that? Was that one of your favourite films so far, Philly? Action-wise? Yeah, it was one of those dream jobs, you know. It's, it's action from start to finish, and uh, it just doesn't let up. So it's a dream job for a stunt guy like myself. But it's, uh, it's crazy. I can't wait for people to see it because... We shot it nearly three years ago now, so... Wow, really? That long? That's a lot of time. You're you a New Zealander? Yeah, Kiwi. How did you get into the stunt business? Uh, By accident, or did you, fall, did you fall into it? Yeah. Sorry about that. No, 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 it's good. I actually did, I actually did so... Uh, yeah, it's like off and on for 14 years uh, between acting and stunts. And um, I got a call saying, would you like to audition to, to double Tom Hardy and Mad Max? So I said, yeah, do you want me to send the tape over? And they said, no, we want you on the plane tomorrow. So I flew over to Namibia, did a week-long audition, and they gave me the role. So it was, it was fantastic to get it, but then I had to finish the job, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not on seek.co.nz, was it, that job? No, it no, wasn't. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, can we say, um, do, you, do you reckon you know, Tom Hardy would come over here or any of the, uh, to visiting? Do they come in, you know, incognito into the, the country, these people? Uh, no, he hasn't been to New Zealand. I'm, I'm trying to get him down, but uh, he, he's so busy, mate. You know, he's, he's between jobs. And next year, he's, he's busy. He's promoting a film we did called Legend, which we, f- we shot in London. And uh, he's promoting Mad Max and finishing off uh, The Revenant. And then he's on to a film called Suicide Squad in uh, Toronto. So as long as Tom's in the, in the business, you've got a, a job, pretty much. At this stage, yeah. <laughs> At this stage. Yeah, yeah. Just don't get injured, right? <laughs> yeah, All right, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for talking to us, no, Jacob. No, Appreciate no, it. Thank you. My name is Max. My world is fire and blood. Special request to all you and you about you. But you get me juggled down in the liquor more. Okay, we got an opportunity to talk to Mr. Rodney P, uh, MC rapper. What else do you do, Rodney? I hustle, bro. I hustle every day. Hustle, that's what we do. But it's all about the music, really. I mean, I do a bit of acting, I do a bit of presenting, I do a lot of youth work back home, but it, it all stems from the music. That's the foundation, really. Right, that's good. That's good. Now, you've been around for quite a while, I, I believe the 80s, but you don't look that old. Yeah, I, that's part of my inheritance. I inherited some good genes from my mum. So if you see my mum, my mum's like 70-something and looks like she's 30-something. So, yeah, hopefully i got a bit of that. <laughs> cool. Well, let's go back to the start. You uh, started off 
rapping with the, the London Posse back in the 80s. Um, Mick Jones from The Clash um, picked up one of you guys in the, in the group and then you guys supported Big Audio Dynamite, which were huge back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mick Jones is a big hip-hop fan and at the time I was like 15, 16 years old and um, Sipo, who the, the, the London Posse originally formed around, he was a human beatbox, he knew Mick Jones and he knew um, Don Letts and those guys and they had asked him to come on tour, bring, bring some of your mates, make a little group come on tour and that's how we formed as London Posse. So the first show we ever did as a group was actually in, in Ireland as part of the Big Old Dynamite tour. So really? that's how we kind of came together, yeah, young boys straight out of school, straight on the road. That has they had some good songs back in the day, Big Audio Dynamite. Absolutely, absolutely. That was a good group. Definitely experimental and yeah. bringing some new sounds at the time. So, yeah, it was a good time for us, definitely. What about London Posse? Was there much of an underground scene there, going with, with rap music in London? There was a big hip-hop scene in England at the time, yeah, but it, it was a time when everyone rapped with fake American accents. We were really young, hadn't quite found our feet yet. And when we came out as London Posse, we're credited as being like the first group to actually use our authentic voices. Like, yeah. and, and part of that is because we had been to New York. Like, we, I went to New York quite young and rapping out in New York in a fake American accent, you quickly realise that's a really stupid idea. And then when you, when you just talk, all right, mate, how you doing, bruv? They're really like, wow, where are you from? You're black people with funny voices. That was the power. So that's kind of, you know, and, and also growing up in England, we grew up listening to reggae music, sound systems. That's how we all grew up. And at the time in England, the sound system culture was where we're UK blacks, we, we do reggae music, but we're not Jamaican. We need to find our own identity. And we took that philosophy and put that on hip hop. And that's how we formed London Posse. As like, we've got to be authentic. We've got to tell our own stories and, and be real with our thing. Yeah. So that's, that's how it was then. Now we're talking like 1986, so that's, that's a while ago. Yeah. That's over 25 years ago. What, how's it changed now for you, uh, rap music and, and your music itself? I mean, I'm, I'm a hip-hop reggae artist, that's how I've always been. I still am. I'd like to think that, that my music has grown with me, but I haven't changed the blueprint. I make music that I like. My only, my only rule is that I need to like it. Like, I, I don't put myself in no box. I don't give myself no restrictions. I just want to make some records that I like. Yeah. You know? Any, um, are there any rap artists out there that you can uh, recommend or that you're, you're mentoring back home in, in the Lincoln? There's no groups, man. I mean, UK right now is really healthy. It's peaks and troughs. But right now, we're definitely going through a time when there's lots of new creative energy being put into the hip-hop scene back home. So, I mean, there's, there's groups like High Focus. There's the Spit Profits. There's Mr. Tibbs, Kalashnikov still doing his thing. There's, there's loads of artists, loads. I mean, I could, I could be here all day naming names, yep. to be honest. Now, one, one that springs to mind is Dizzy Rascal. Um, but yeah, how, how did he start off? Pretty much the same as you? From a different scene. Dizzy comes from out of the grime scene, which, to my mind, kind of springs from out of the UK hip-hop scene. But it's generational, isn't it? So he came along a good few years after us. But he's someone who's definitely done the work and pushed the music in new directions as well. So big up Dizzy, no doubt. And he's well known for his accent, his genuine accent. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, now is the time no one, if you come out in England as an Englishman rapping with a fake American accent, we're going to laugh you out of the room. So we definitely shifted the ground. And it took a while. It was an argument at first. When we came out as London Posse, people were like, you can't rap like that. Rap's supposed to sound American. It was an argument, you know. But now, I think we won that argument. And everyone, it has, you have to be authentic. You have to represent you and where you come from. It's important. Hip-hop is also in New Zealand as well. Have you had a chance to hear any rap or Kiwi hip-hop? Yeah, I've been out here from before, man. Like, like I've heard I've heard hip-hop from here for years. Like, last time I came, I was in Wellington, so big up Nice Up crew, big up Vanita and Anand. And there was a crew called Welly Deep, which was a whole load of MCs. I know about Scribe. I met Scribe in London years ago. I know P-Money, that's my man. Like, 
Yeah, I've actually got a chat with P Money as well. So like, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I know the local flex, bro. I'm involved. You know you're, you're down with the local flow. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> like I said, I think it's important. I think this this hip hop community that we got is global and universal, and and we connect. So when I come to a place, I like to build with whoever's there. Like you know, it's important. That's how we keep the vibes moving. Right, man, let's keep it out. Well, we're going to go out now. But thanks, uh, Ronnie P, for the interview and your time. Enjoy the rest of the New Zealand tour. I intend to, my brother. I intend to, no doubt. Okay, no need for this stress. It's just a refreshing of memory and things. Um, don't forget, you can check out our other podcasts. That's right. There's more than one. Um, go check them out on podcast.co.nz. Uh, but in the meantime, that's our Splore podcast special. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, next time, myself, Jared, the Brohort, and the lovely Sunny Hannah Martin, we'll be talking to Lewis Roscoe on the couch live about the Arksville homicide. So he, he pretty much is the master of voices, Mr. Lewis Roscoe is, but he also produced the world's first CG animated horror web series called The Arksville Homicides. Um, we also get inside the head of Samuel Flynn Scott from the Phoenix Foundation and we check out the buzz around the new Kingsman movie um, with starring Colin Firth and old crazy wacko Jacko Samuel L. Jackson as well. Um, all that and more on the next episode of New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. We're going out with Mother Lions uh, Te Tahi. Uh, until next time, we'll see this you then. The time to make a man. Take me by the hand, we're gonna smoke it till the end. Dancing in my room, then come lay up on my.